Okay. Hello there, Chris Pearcey here of Wedding Industry Wisdom, and welcome to today's live episode. Uh, joined always by uh, Jack Brister. Say hi, Jack. Hi. I didn't do it. You didn't do it. Oh. Oh. Did so it feel wrong? Because it wasn't hello, Jack. That It threw me a bit. Yeah, that's what threw me off, so I couldn't do it. Yeah. So, uh, do, do you... Ha- you just kind of said you haven't got a plan at all on what to talk about. So have you literally not got a plan at all? No, I was hoping you were going to do that because I had a busy... I mean, I've been out all day, as you know. Uh, we've got... I mean, we have got exciting news coming later, which I'm not going to reveal now. I will be revealing... or We will be revealing at the end of the podcast. I'm really um, excited about this. I know you are, and you have forced me to like it. Um, and do you, but, do, it but do you now like it? I don't hate it. Is that the same thing? Um, no, because it kind of sounds like you're indifferent to it. As far as I'm okay, concerned, this is brilliant. But The idea is very good, and I am looking forward to sharing it with people a little bit later on. Uh, we should point out that whilst we are talking about our hype at the end, if you have got any questions, please do pop them in the comments. Yep. Excuse me, and we'll be happy to answer them. Uh, but yeah... It's so I've been to London today and on the train there and the train back I was busy doing this thing that we will be revealing a little bit later on working on it as uh, as Chris well knows and uh, yes I was I've grown to the idea of it um, the idea itself is very good it's the uh, the way Chris has decided decided to present it that I find interesting shall we say but that's you guys it's... to decide. Yeah, uh, essentially, it's. I, I think it's great, but it doesn't really matter what I think because it's the, it's the end user of uh, of the product who decides whether it's um, it's any good or not. And the, what's really exciting from your point, well, from anyone listening's point of view, is the fact that this is completely free. Um, so it's something new that we're doing, uh, completely free, and we will tell you about it at the end. Um, so can I start with a rant? Just go for it. I always enjoy your rants. No, you hate. No, you don't. You hate me. <laughs> now, this is this is something which I um I haven't actually spoken to you about um on okay. what's on what's your opinion on it, but you may have seen this shared by a number of different wedding suppliers potentially, um and it's a new I don't know if you do call it a meme, but it's a new thing coming up saying, um, do you want to help help out my small business what you can do is you can go onto page you can go onto community and then you can uh, um, click invite friends and then you can invite all of your friends to come and like my page and that would really help my business um, and I'm just kind of calling baloney on the whole thing um, Jessica Hill is watching say hi Jessica um, but why? Because, as I've mentioned multiple times before, from a social media point of view, that um, the quality of the people that are following you is much more important than the quantity of people following you. And I don't know this for a fact, but I would make a strong assumption that when Facebook looks at what people like about your page and whether they want to show it to more people, they are going to be looking at the percentage of people who are interacting with the stuff that you are putting out there. So if you end up getting, say, let's say loads of your friends invite hundreds of their friends and you get another hundred likes on your page, for example, but none of those people are, you know, getting married or have any interest in the services that you're offering, 
they're probably never ever going to interact with the stuff that you're putting out there and hence you're probably almost shooting yourself in the foot it's better to actually put something out there to people which is going to make them like your page and then there'll be the right people liking your page as a result of it as opposed to 500 people following you who've got no intention of ever interacting with your stuff buying your services or whatever what's your thoughts okay on that? so me I, I agree with you but me trying to play devil's advocate here is there any legs in the social proof of having a few hundred extra thousand or a few hundred extra followers on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is is there any legs in having them purely from that point of view because I know I've been I've been doing research on some various different things and sometimes I'll go into their Facebook page and I'll see they've only got 57 likes or something like that and you instantly I instantly go that's not very many so is there any legs in potentially having that as a reason to have people following your page even if perhaps they aren't your ideal client um I would say that the um the only time I'd say this is yeah go ahead and do it is if you're just starting out or you're you're just starting out your page uh, just just to kind of give it that initial boost but if you've been going five years and you've got yourself up to 500 likes or something like that um, you know I suggest that number one you're probably not there are better ways to be getting those likes um, but yeah I, I don't think that I mean, if, if if you're like sub 100 likes or sub 200 likes then yeah maybe do that just to kind of boost the numbers up a little bit um, but I I think that particularly on Facebook it's it's much less of a numbers game than it is on Instagram. Um, right. in, in Instagram, people care a lot more about numbers, I think, but Facebook, not, not so much. I mean, I've got something like sixteen hundred likes, but I and I it, it, it used to really bother me if I saw that someone that the number gone down. I was like, why is why is someone not liking my stuff anymore? But I always think now, well, if they don't like my if they're not liking my page anymore, they were never going to do business with me anyway. So. Yeah. I'd much rather have 16 likes than 1,600 if all 16 of those people were people who were going to buy off me on a monthly basis. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's always, for me, um, the quality of the people over the quantity. Right. Yeah, and whilst I, I'm, I'm trying to agree. And whilst I'm ranting, um, and, I'm, and I'm not sure people do this so much anymore, but it was a thing that people used to do, was to run Facebook advertising campaigns with the goal of getting likes. Don't ever, 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 ever do that. Um, do, do I need to explain why? I feel like you've kind of explained it within what you just said. Well, not just because it's like quality over quantity or anything like that, but it's much better to advertise your best stuff to them, like a blog or like a whatever it might be that you're sharing, sharing out your stuff. And then if people like that stuff, then they are going to like your page anyway. So, you know, the, the, the like should come as a byproduct of advertising your very best stuff to them, as opposed to just going, um, hi, I design dresses. Can I have a like, please? Which, what, why would you do that? Uh, and Julia, Julie Nunn has joined us and she's saying, um, Hi, Chris, Jack, and Denise. Thank you for joining us, Julie. Any questions? Let us know. 
in in the comments as always. Uh, so, okay, is there any legs or are there any legs in running a Facebook like campaign as a retargeting campaign? As a retargeting campaign, um... I'm just trying to see if there is a reason for running a campaign. I, I don't. I don't think so because I think even. Ev no. Yeah. I mean, just, just for absolute clarity, retargeting is when you're using a Facebook pixel, which is a little bit of code you store, install on your website, which tracks face the, the fact that a Facebook user will have been onto your website. You can then make a target audience with that group of people so that you can say, oh, everyone that's been on my wedding page, I want to advertise to them again. It's a very solid uh, marketing strategy. It's the sort of thing that Amazon do, where if you search for an Amazon product, you look at that, and then you go on Facebook, and then that product keeps coming up everywhere you go on the internet same same premise um i'd say no again because even in the in the instance where you are retargeting you should be retargeting with further great content that is again going to get them convince them that you are worthy of a like but even but even then i'd much rather have an inquiry than a like i mean not everyone who makes an inquiry of me through facebook ends up liking my page. I'd much rather have their inquiry than their like, um, as I'm sure every, everyone would have been the chance are they, end up, they do end up liking my page eventually because I'll ask them to directly or whatever. But yeah, I'd always, you, you want to be thinking of what your, unless you could, well, one tiny sliver, unless okay. you can, you have stats which absolutely 100% back up and guarantee that people who like your page end up inquiring with you, then no. But I don't think anyone ha has that level of social ability within their, in their social media. No. I mean, that's a very reasonable reason to start advertising for Facebook likes is if you know that they're going to end up making an inquiry with you. If, yeah, uh, if you but ultimately end up, end up booking you. That's the important thing, isn't it? Is that they book you at the end of the day. Because uh, <coughs> otherwise... It's so organic waste. reach. Organic reach on Facebook is absolutely dead. It's horrendous. Um, it's... I, I, I struggle to comprehend how low it is. Um, I mean, obviously, it's free. So you can't complain too much, but you know when you're when you're putting out a post to sixteen hundred people, um, and then you know the post has been online for forty eight hours and it says it's got a reach of two hundred and fifty people, you're like, uh, um, yeah. Julie Nunn says, has anyone ever had any sales from advertising in the bridal magazine? Can I just give a blanket no? <laughs> give a blanket no if you like uh, it's uh, well, what I, so there are two types of advertising in a bridal, bridal magazine as far as I'm aware there's the straight up ad and then these the sponsored uh, article editorial as as aware, sorry like an editorial, editorial. type yeah. yeah exactly that yeah those as far as I'm aware are the two types of advertising if I was to do either one it would only ever be an editorial because it looks a lot better where it, and people will just skim past the adverts i know when i've arrived bought not that i buy magazines anymore but if i you know we have um in the office a couple of magazines the uh, bridal magazines that we get to give inspiration for writing blog posts Ooh, excuse me um so that we get the idea as to what we're going to write about next and we just literally I, I mean we have a slightly different purpose to people who are brides obviously but essentially we just skim past all the paid ads 
and we'll we'll read the editorials or at least skim through the editorials and then you know skip through all the ads again so if i was to do any type of bridal magazine advertising it would be through editorials alone in my opinion but i don't know how many people actually use print magazines or print uh, media anymore when everything's online yeah, I mean, the the one thing I'd add to that, though, is that I, mean, I had a bridal magazine phone me the other day and offer me some advertising space. Um, and they will offer you the space in the in the magazine, and it is often uh, linked in with a uh, some online advertising as well. So they will also have the same post on, on your our, directory. On, on their directory or whatever. So there, there is often a little bit more to it than that. But I, mean, I think that in in my in my experience of it, I have had a couple of bookings from being in a bridal magazine. Um, but I, when I say a couple, I think I mean literally two. Um, it's not it, so it ha- it has given me a positive return on investment. But I am I think that in this day and age, with the stats and the technology that's available you want to be able to know exactly what's coming from where really, really easily. You know, so with with Facebook ads, you know, I can within, you know, not very long I can tell you exactly which of my different adverts with exactly which copy text and exactly which picture is giving me the best return on my investment, which, you know, what is getting the clicks. And then I can then look and test different things and say oh no, this blog post is getting people that are staying on it longer than this one, or I can track people through my site. Whereas if you put something into print, you're just going, here's my one copy text, here's my one advert, it goes to this one page. Um, I mean, you could set up an individual landing page to test the traffic that goes to that page. However, um, you know, it's it, it's just very difficult to track whether it's worth it or not. Um, it is, I th- so the... The only thing I can think of mainly is positive for bridal magazines, and uh, this would definitely apply in what Jessica's just said below in the comments. She said, I choose not to do brand magazines. The only time she features in them is when it's a styled shoe and she's featured within them as a florist. And I think the, the time it becomes relevant is if you're talking about being everywhere. So you can't, you, you can't necessarily blanket statements say they don't work, but you won't be able to get the same statistics. But it may be that they originally see you on a bridal magazine yep. and they go, oh, that might be a nice idea. Have a look at you, don't inquire, then retarget them through Facebook. And you'll end up saying, well, that's a Facebook inquiry when, when they originally found out about you from a bridal magazine. So there, is, there, there are legs in saying being everywhere is good. So, <clears throat> um, yes, Chris. Um, I just want to wonder how many times you're going to say, "Is there legs in that in this particular episode?" Because that's like I can do it a lot if you like. like. It's like absolutely bingo again. But, you know, carry oh, on. No, um, again. Uh, so yeah, and Jessica says, "Ask your brides uh, where they uh, when they book where they found you from. If they find you from obviously, if they find you from the magazine, then you know that that advertising is right. If they originally hear from you from that, and then they retarget you on Facebook, then you know that's a good." Uh, marketing strategy because it is working and that's something I do with all my brides as I ask them how they found me and then I'll keep doing more of that stuff but the thing is even in that instance you will uh, they may originally hear from you obviously through a bridal magazine you may then see your advert on Facebook they may see you on Google and they may see you on YouTube ads or something like that 
and they'll see all of these things, but they will say they only found you on on the magazine in the first instance, or they only found you on the last one that made them inquire. But all of those things will have led up to that inquiry in, yeah. in the first place. So you 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 can't necessarily say that because they just found, they say they found you through the bridal magazine doesn't mean that the other ones didn't play a role at all. So you don't want to just sort of kick the legs out because you think that one's not working because no one's saying that uh, yeah. the people are booking because of it. Julie says, I need to learn more about Facebook ads. I have a course. Um, convenient. So it's convenient. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it, it's on it's on the website if you are interested. Uh, but yeah, just we've, we've um, for those who don't know, Julie is a stationer. So um, I would... I would network with suppliers in your area about maybe getting on a styled shoot and get getting featured within the magazine on, on that angle. But I, I think that, yeah, I mean, the, I think you summed it up pretty nicely, actually, Jack. Probably entirely accidentally almost by saying, it was I don't buy... 100% I, intentional. Well, your line was... I don't buy magazines, but I buy these just for blog post inspiration. Basically, it's like yeah, people don't. I don't think people buy magazines anywhere near as much. Well, I don't know. I've no. I mean, this is entirely hearsay, or you know. But I, I don't remember the last time I bought a magazine. Um, um, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I feel like people. I, I if I was guessing, and again, I don't know this because I'm not a bride myself. But if I was buying a magazine. It wouldn't necessarily be for the uh, written content. It would be for the imagery to create some sort of scrapbook or some sort of essentially physical Pinterest board. Yeah. I feel like that's probably what people would be buying a magazine for. But again, that's purely conjecture, and I don't actually know that for fact. Yeah, but yeah, you can just do it on Pinterest now, so it's... it's... Exactly. But I, I do think there is a certain... I mean, I... I don't think bride magazines are completely dead, cause I, and I do think they do have something to them. But you know, if if you're being asked to spend two hundred pounds, for example, on an advert in a bridal magazine, I would guarantee that that two hundred pounds could be better spent elsewhere. Um, the winner is the bridal it, magazine. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the the bridal magazines gonna be getting more out of it than than you ever will be. Um, so, but yeah, I, I'd I'd look into styled shoots. I think that would be a a good thing to. Um, do uh, Grant Maybens watching Hi there Grant at £249 see that's um, I, in, I don't know how much that is in, in stationary terms but that's one one wedding I honestly I have no idea I don't know uh, is that, is that, is that half a wedding I, I don't know what how much station how much station has cost but that, I think that's the sort of thing that you need to be to, to be looking at because there's there's something that I think that um, people don't quite realise when they think about advertising because people will, will turn uh, that's for a quarter page as well that is expensive I, for, in, mm. in my opinion in my opinion um, I because um, when these salespeople get you on the phone about advertising wherever it might be they will say to you well how much do you charge or oh, I charge this much and then you say well, well you only need to get one of these and it's paid for itself And well, and whilst that is true it doesn't need to get you one wedding. It needs to get you one wedding which you would not have got otherwise. So yeah. if the if the bridal magazine advert got you a wedding booked in for a Saturday next July, when 
you know, for, for instance, myself and Jack, um, you know, for Saturdays in July or whatever, you, I think I've got one space left in for Saturdays in July next year or something like that. And you know, several of those dates I've had multiple inquiries for already. So it's not about getting one wedding thing, one wedding you wouldn't have got otherwise. So for one of the venues where I'm a, um, I, I pay to be um, part of the recommended supply team, one of the reasons I'm there, apart from the fact it's a, a really lovely venue and the wedding fairs are all included in that, is that they, they do so many midweek weddings that I've got, you know, I've had had a Monday wedding there recently, had a, uh, had a couple of Thursday weddings, which, you know, I would not have those otherwise. So that pays me back so much. If it was just getting me multiple Saturday weddings, I don't really need loads more Saturday weddings because Saturday weddings kind of take care of themselves. Um, yeah, Jessica just, says that yeah. she's done an advert before that was about £80. So £249 is way too much. I vaguely remember, I've never actually been in a wedding magazine, but I have been pitched wedding magazines before by usually by wedding fairs we have a uh, so Archant the big um, print distribution company are based in Norwich which is where I live and they have big wedding fairs up here and obviously because they're mainly a print company they have a bridal magazine that goes out to Norfolk to Suffolk Cambridgeshire Peter, uh, Peterborough all those kind of places up into Lincolnshire as well and um they try and tack on an advert with their wedding fairs all the time. I vaguely remember it being around the £80 mark, but uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, so, that's oh, not far from Julia. Where are you uh, based, Julie? So it'd be, just be good to know, I suppose, really. I, didn't, I thought you were kind of a little bit further away than that. So, uh, yeah, I think that £249 is way too much. I think that also, opinion. you are often in a very strong bargaining position when a bridal magazine approaches you because I don't know anyone who's ever approached a bridal magazine about advertising with them. It's always no. the other way around. So that may be their opening offer. I think if you just said, oh, sorry, it's a little bit too much for me and just went quiet for a bit, they'd probably come back to you within about a month saying, oh, we've got a space left. It's our final one. We'll do it for half price or something like that. So if it is an avenue you want to explore, I'd probably play this low hardball game and just see what you can get them down to because you know if they want to fill in the space, they want to fill in the space. But I wouldn't go for it because... I mean, I, you know, like, like I said, I mean, I, and I don't want to just sound like I'm plugging my own Facebook course or whatever. But the thing about something like Facebook advertising is that you can run a whole bunch of different adverts copy, um, where you do different texts and different images and you can actually test what works rather than just chucking out one bit of copy text and one image in a bridal magazine. You've got no idea how many people have seen that. You've got no idea what the results are. But with Facebook ads, you can tweak them over time rather than just printing something out and that's... Yeah, and that's the, that's the great thing about it, isn't it? Is, um, if you think about, for £250 in this particular case, what you can do with £250 on online advertising is just insane as to what you would you'd be able to get. Yeah, first of all, it would all be trackable, as Chris has mentioned a couple of times already, but it would also be, um, you'd be able to use the, uh, the, the, uh, that tracking information to be able to tell you which adverts are working, which ones aren't, which ones you need to tweak, uh, which ones, you know, so you have way more information. Plus, I guarantee you will get a lot more traffic to your website than you ever will 
through a bridal magazine because you have, as he said, no idea. They can spew all the numbers they want at you as to how many people their magazine usually reaches, but it means diddly squat at the end of the day. So, because yeah. not only those those numbers, as far as I'm aware, also include the wholesale numbers, which don't actually get read by anybody. Uh, like we get Arguably, so the magazines that we have, um, they get we pick them up from the gym. Our gym has got a stack of them because it's also a, a spa and leisure centre and that kind of thing. So there's a whole stack of them and most of them never get picked up, but those will all count towards that read total. Yeah. So it's not a very fair representation of what they're saying they get as opposed to what actually happens, which is what you get with Facebook or Google or any kind of online advertising. Yeah, I just had a, I just had a very quick um, check. Yeah. And with the, with the current campaign that I'm running as I'm running it, for 250 quid, I could get 5,000 targeted videos directly onto my website, um, which, because I'm running a ridiculously good campaign that's operating at 5p a click. Um, so, you know, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if a bridal magazine can, could compete with that. I mean, but I, I don't want to be hating on them at all, but I think that the advertising in them is passe, shall we say. Yeah, if it, if it was the £80 mark or nearer that area, then maybe I would say give it a go because it may, be, it may help your whole encompassing being everywhere sort of theory of just, you know, they may see you here and then see you there and then somewhere else and it'll lead to an inquiry. But £250 to be essentially a secondary form of advertising is a lot of money to not really potentially see any direct result from it. Or a couple of, I mean, that's potentially a couple of wedding fairs, depending on what kind True. of portion of the market you're hitting. So, you know, you know, from, let's say, let's say there is a couple of wedding fairs, let's say you can get 15 leads from each wedding fairs, are you going to get 30 leads from that ad? I think you've got to liken it to how how else it could be spent within the business. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, yeah, but you know, it's, it's your business. We can't tell you how to run things. I mean, we, we've we've made mistakes. I've spent money on bridal magazines before. It's not done a lot for me. Um, and it's something that I, I've just categorically said to myself, I'm never doing print advertising again. Um, I'm not sure if that's just just because it's the wrong form of marketing for me as a kind of, I think video is probably the best way for myself as a magician to show off what I do and pictures to a certain extent. But um, yeah, having just one photo in a quarter page and is never going to have a chance to properly show off exactly what I do. Because um, no. people just go, oh, magician, no, I don't want a magician. Um, because magicians, are they have top hats and rabbits and they pull handkerchiefs out and stuff or whatever. You know, it's... That's as, yeah. as far as their, their brain's going to go with it, for example. And I think also, if we're, you know, I want to say one final thing, listen, maybe we'll, we'll move on to something else, because I know we've talked about this for quite a little bit now. But mm. the chances are, and this is, um, again, not based in fact, this is a bit of a, a guess, uh, a guarantee that you are not the only uh, stationer who is advertising in the bridal magazine just because you won't be there will be others in there there'll be two or three others but i feel pretty confident in saying that you will be one of the few if 
the if not the only person advertising on Facebook because wedding suppliers on the whole as far as I'm aware don't understand Facebook don't know how to use Facebook advertising which is why Chris created the course in order to help people learn how to use it properly but I feel like the chances are you're going to be competing well obviously (laughs) Um, but you're going to be competing with a lot less people on Facebook than you are and you'll be able to reach a lot more people uh, with a lot less competition on Facebook than you will through uh, a wedding magazine or as as I mentioned last uh, last week um, yeah i I haven't got a course on it because I've not done it enough. But if you're not looking to spend too much money, then Pinterest ads are cheaper ships and you can literally directly target people looking for wedding stationery. So, you know, I think that's you, a great place to be. As you a can stationer. be that specific. So, um, if you have if you've got really strong imagery um, of your work, which I would imagine that you would do as a stationer, then that might be something to um, to to look at. I mean, if you, I'm not sure. I can't remember if you signed up for our free course or not. But if you, if you, if you haven't, then do check out the free course because the Pinterest is not really mine and Jack's. It's never going to be our area because of what we do. However, I spent some time. I spent some money advertising on it just to have a play around with it to get to get to know know the platform a bit. So if you do our free course, um, which is WeddingIndustryWisdom.co.uk, go on there. There's a button that says free course sign up for that there is an area on pinterest which talks about some little hints and tips that i've picked up along the way whilst doing that um uh, yeah you did uh, yeah you did sign up for it watch watched a bit on pinterest again um and it does hold your hand quite nicely through the advertising thing and you can set your budget to be a pound a day which is you know like i mean that'll last you so your 250 pounds will last you well nearly a year (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you you might not get the, the the most amount of people seeing it, but you will get stats, uh, and yeah. you will be able to. And the thing about it is that, and this is the other thing. I don't, it really sounds like we're hanging on bridal magazine advertising, but if with online advertising, if you can clearly tell it's not working, you can just click a button, and then your money stops being spent, um, and you can do that after you spent twelve pounds if you want to. Whereas, you know, once the magazine's been printed, your money's gone. Um, and there's no way of just kind of saying, actually, can we get those magazines back and I'll just tear up my advert so it's not in there yeah. anymore. You can't, you, you can't <laughs> yeah, do that. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Both. But yeah, when, we, when it's, it's gone, it's gone. Exactly. We don't want to be hating on bridal magazines because they obviously have a place and people do buy them. So if it was cheaper, I would say, go for it, give it a go, see what happens. But at that price point, I think it's too much to be having a punt, really. Play, play hardball. If you if if you're interested if you in it, play get, hard. If you can get the price down to a decent price that's reasonable, go for it and give it a go. See what happens. Yeah. Worst case scenario, um, you lose two hundred and fifty quid, which is not great, but it's not it's not going to be business ending. No. So, but just just to anyway. get, just just to give a kind of more rounded view that's not quite so. <laughs> Violently yeah. abusive. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anti-bridal magazine. So anti-bridal magazine. We love you, bridal magazines. We don't know. No, I'm, I'm just a bit annoyed at them because I wrote to all of them, uh, sending them all a free copy of my book, and not a single one got back in contact with me. Wow. So, <laughs> I just wipe away that tear from my eye while I play the world's smallest yeah. violin for you. 
Well, uh, I, I, I sent them a book as like t- t- directly to the editor. I took the time to find out who the editors were, sent the book directly to them, wrote them a, um, a, a letter, um, had it wrapped up as a Christmas present because it was just before Christmas. Um, I guess they just briefed phone the bomb squad or something, I don't know. Unsolicited packages turning <laughs> up. And... <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. Yeah. So, let's move on. Um, I did notice in one of the comments you were, you asked in the group earlier on this morning or this afternoon if anyone had any questions and Denise was asking about Instagram. I don't know if you actually answered her questions there or if you want well, to Well, I, I pointed her now. in the direction of the free course because I think there is some great information on there about Instagram and it's, um, I, I don't want to be repeating the same stuff that we've got available yep. elsewhere. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a cop out, but, uh, no, I, is I, it, I mean, it's a little bit, but we can, we can kind of skirt around the idea of Instagram and have a little chat about how it works in terms of the wedding industry, um, and, and what we do if you want. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's, the biggest thing to think about with Instagram and social media as a whole, and I rant quite nicely. If you if you if you get the paid version of our course, particularly the social media one, I'd go on a rather large rant about this. He um, does. Um, but yeah, the the biggest thing to understand with Instagram as a whole is that it is not a sales platform. It is categorically not somewhere to sell yourself as a as a business. Um, it's a place. For you to showcase your work, it's a showcase for you to showcase your. Did I say showcase twice? It's um, you did, yeah. Showcase uh, your work, showcase your personality. That's what I was trying that's to say. That's what it's for. Um, it's. I mean, it, yeah, that's it's what it's about. Ca- yeah, it's categorically not built as a as a sales platform, as you said. Uh, I can kind of see the argument behind people saying that Facebook is a bit more can be a bit more salesy. But Instagram just isn't because you can't even include links on your posts. For me, that's the no-brainer that made me go, well, I shouldn't be trying to sell on here. Trying to sell on here, sorry. Because if I was able to sell and I was able to be, and it was designed for me to sell a product, I would be able to link that product or that service into my Instagram description or onto the feed or something like that. But it just doesn't let you do that. So it's that's when I realised that it's not a sales platform and it is in fact just a place to showcase what you do and who you are. Yeah, and I, and I think that the the way it's so powerful in the wedding industry is that it, you know, the wedding industry, no matter how you want to um, tart it up, it's humans selling to humans at the end of the day. I mean, sometimes you will deal with a slightly... Um, slightly bigger company but essentially it's always going to be a human to human thing so um we've on in episodes of the uh, yes do i do podcast so many people have said to us that the connection between the supplier and the couple is absolutely vital to the success of you know that as the business relationship between the two that creating that connection and showing who you are is what Instagram is all about, essentially. So it's you know if you're if you're a little bit funny, a little bit quirky, you know I've had um, Sophie from Digital Bohemia on who like loves dinosaurs and is like she she's really out there and she knows she's out there. And for some people that's like oh my god why the hell would I book her? And she knows that. And then for other people like oh my god I can't imagine booking anyone else because she is so totally up my street. Um, yeah. And this is kind of what we 
say about again in the free course about the, the importance of getting your ideal client absolutely spot on because you know you if you show yourself off and who you are on your Instagram um, then if you're right for people then they're just going to gravitate towards you um, yeah so sorry Judy says someone said to me once Instagram is like looking in a shop of shop window of a shop that is permanently shut it's not a bad analogy it's a pretty good analogy I'll give, give them that it is exactly yeah exactly that it's there to create intrigue and create intra interest of uh, for people to then find out more about you should they wish to but they shouldn't feel like it's being shoved down their throats yeah um, well yeah, I'll just tell a story I think I might have shared this on the wedding industry wisdom group page a couple of months ago when it happened but there was a girl on an influencer on Instagram who had something like oh, yes. two, mi- two million followers and then she decided to release her own t-shirt line um, and of the 36 t-shirts she had um, available she sold was it three or none or something uh, I think it was three yeah it wasn't yeah, very many at all so, so from her, from her two million followers she was able to sell three t-shirts I mean I'm not sure if they were just really bad or just really but even if they were really bad if you can't sell 36 items to 2 million people then it's, it's, it says quite a lot um, yeah but and again this kind of ties back in with the, the what we we're saying right at the start about um, quality over quantity um, you know if you had 37 people who like absolutely adored every single thing you did then those 36 like t-shirts would have been snapped up instantly at any price and one person would be left feeling really really sad about the fact that they didn't get to get one of these t-shirts you know yeah. so yeah just to I think tie, tie back into yeah. that so i think so i think um we should probably mainly if i'm honest i'm about to say this because my phone is going to die at some point um but <laughs> Mate, I love how much going... forethought you put into this. Mine's been charging for the last hour to make sure that you know yeah, I came up well, with this. That normally happens, but whenever I and this must happen to everyone because it seems to always happen to me. Whenever you go to London, then my phone will be fine. It will get to usually throughout the day about fifty percent, forty-five percent, something like that during a normal working day. When you go to London, it just drains and it's suddenly at twenty percent. And I don't really know how it happens. That can't just be me, is it? It's no, just me. I, okay. I, do, I do think London drains your battery. I don't really know how it works, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> so I think we should, we should um, talk about what we talked about at the start. Our new free well, the thing. That we're, thing. The, so that just, just to check this, the thing that we said we were going to reveal at the end, we're actually going to reveal at the end rather than at the start like you did before. Yes, yeah, yeah. The thing okay. we said we'd reveal at the end is being revealed now at the end of the podcast. So, Chris, because it's your brainchild, and I've just kind of helped you along the way. What I say, I've helped you along the way. I've done all the design work for it. Um, what is this thing? Okay, I'm very excited about this. It's, 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 it's one of those weird things that it's... I think it's amazing. You might think it's terrible. A lot of people are going to think it's a bit weird. But I think it is 
I, I think it's a really fun way of overcoming one of the biggest problems that a lot of people have in business. Now, I think that given the... We've, we spoke with a lot of people individually on the two-on-one calls, uh, interact with people on the groups, haven't we? And yes. you'd say that one of the biggest gripes that people have is uh, time wasters. People who are, you know, can't afford you, they know they can't afford you, or they're trying to get discounts for no apparent reason, or they just stop responding to you, or whatever it might be. Um, what people basically don't like is they don't like time vampires. Okay, so if you're not aware of what, Jack's lost it already, so... <laughs> Carry so on. if you're not sure what a time vampire is, and if it's not immediately obvious, a time vampire is someone who uh, sucks and drains time out of your business. Now, time is the only commodity we have which is not renewable. I mean, people worry about money, there's always more money to be had. You can find money, you can win money, or whatever. You can't. Time cannot be replaced. So time is incredibly important. So uh, we have come up with, uh, and, I, and I say that we have come up with this because we came up with the um, functional side of it. Oh, paused a second here. Don't know what happened there, lost you for a second. Um, we came up with the functional side of it together. Um, and then I kind of changed it into something slightly weird. Um, Paused again the, at the reveal. Not sure if Jack's batteries actually just died. We'll have to see. Trying to reconnect as we speak. Don't know what's happening. Jack, are you are you with me? Yep, I'm still here. You disappeared. I don't know what's happened. I do apologise. Um, yeah, so we came up with the idea together, um, and then I'm made it a bit weird. So our completely free thing, it's a seven it's a seven day course, it is completely free, is how to kill time vampires. Uh, so we have come up with a uh, each day, if you decide to sign up for this, each day you will receive an email telling you how to kill time vampires. So, uh, what, what sort of things kill uh, kill normal vampires and time vampires? Then, Jack, what 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 are we, what are we going to be telling people about? So, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Chris, because you came you up with this them. idea. I can't remember any of them. I have put the link in the description, um, in the comments. Sorry, so you will be able to go and sign up right now, um, and you'll be able to see some of the fun images that Chris made me design. But garlic is uh, the first thing, step one. So that uh, we don't really want to reveal too much about what they are right now. We want you guys to sign up and be part of this process. Uh, so garlic is step one. We then talk about sunlight. Uh, we then talk about wooden stakes, which I kind of got the wrong end of the stick about when Chris was talking about uh, wooden stakes. He thought he was talking about <laughs> he was talking about stakes that you drive through someone's heart. I thought he was talking about holy crosses. Uh, so I designed holy cross, and that's what we're stuck with now. Then we move on to decapitation, holy water, fire, and finally, the sacred bullet. Pew, pew, pew. Yes, Chris. Very good. So, if nothing else, you get to enjoy some wonderful uh, images of me and Jack vampire hunting, essentially, which is just great fun, right? And me as a vampire as well. Yeah, and, and you as a vampire, and who doesn't want to see that? Um, exactly. It's the um, dream. Yeah, so... 
this is something which is completely free. There is only one um, limitation really, is that you have to sign up by the 20th of August, which is... Um, next Tuesday. Next uh, next Tuesday. So we'll be uh, talking about this again as a reminder on the uh, podcast next week. Um, but yeah, in general, um, yeah, it's completely free. There is absolutely solid gold advice in there. There is... Included in that is something which will be available for sale at some point. We we agreed on that or not yet? We did agree on that. We haven't decided yeah. when exactly, but it will be after the course is released. After the course, the course is released, so on through. Yep. So there is a um, a course with uh, a little, a little uh, download included in that, completely free, which is the anatomy of the perfect sales call that we've come up with together. Um, and there's all sorts of great stuff in there, which is just going to help you to not get the inquiries from the people you don't want to get inquired from, how to deal with them when they do try and waste your time, how to just basically ignore them, and just how to kind of separate the wheat from the chaff so that you can concentrate on dealing with the people within your business who you want to deal with and not deal with the people who you don't want to deal with. Because ultimately that is the uh, the crux of running a successful wedding business. So uh, yeah. did, did, has that been explained fairly well? I think so, yeah. It kind of sums it up perfectly. For those of you who are listening to the podcast and are wondering what that link is that I posted in the comments, it is www.weddingindustrywisdom.co.uk forward slash how to kill wedding time vampires with dashes between each one. I appreciate it's a little bit long, but it makes perfect sense really. So you will learn how to kill uh, wedding time vampires that's the whole idea and it is it's a course that i was very excited about and then chris turned it into this vampire theme but oh yeah we kind of want to have a bit of fun because we appreciate that running a business isn't always fun sometimes there's hard stuff going on sometimes it's just, and sometimes it's just a pain in the ass and you've got to knuckle down and get through it so we've tried to inject a little bit of fun here create some energy and create something a little bit different for you guys and it is completely free costs you not a penny at all and it's not one of those things where we're going to be selling you something at the end of it it is genuinely completely free and it's just there for you guys to get some extra value uh, to enjoy how to save yourself some time because that's the only yeah. thing you can't get back in your life you can't get more time so that is what we're, we're essentially buying you here you know, you're getting for free time Time. We're giving you time. I think that's a very lovely thing for, that we are doing. Um, so, I don't think there's anyone watching live as we speak at the moment. There's a, so... couple of people, there's a couple of people on, but no one's commenting. They must be busy signing up at the moment. They're clearly busy signing up and interested to come and hunt wedding time vampires with us. Um, I, I should point out that we're not actually talking about killing people. Just to be... No. No. It's, this is... It's in, it's um it's a figure of speech. It's a metaphorical so, kill. It's a metaphorical kill. Julie's watching. Um, it, 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 it was not showing anyone watching to me, so I was uh. Oh, I had a couple of people on here. I was I was feeling slightly heartbroken. I've I have since recovered. Um, but uh, yeah, if there's no further questions, I think we'll probably wrap it up about there. Okay. Uh, but yeah, come and uh, come and uh, join the the squad as we go out and try and kill. Time vampires. Jack's paused again, and I don't know if it's me or whether it's I'm Jack. I'm still here. 
Oh, your, your, your face is just paused. It's doing that your weird thing again. Your face is paused as well, but I think that's uh, on the on ours and not on the podcast or on the, the stream because I can still see it on, the, um, on Facebook on my laptop perfectly fine. Okay, that's all right then. Um, so, if you are not particularly interested in uh, killing time vampires... I'm not sure why you wouldn't be, and you just want a little bit further information about who we are and what we do, then you can head to weddingindustrywisdom.co.uk. There are courses on all sorts of different things, from you know, social media, having a good website, so we can do a website audit for you, coaching calls if you want to work with us one-on-one. -on -one. If you're really stuck in a rut and have an obstacle in your business which is just preventing you from getting where you want to be, we can talk that through with you and get you to where you know, the position where you want your business to be in. Uh, yeah. All the information on that is on the website. Um, anything else to add to that, Jack, at all? No, you've smashed it. And we will be back, as always, this time next week. Yeah, um, should be fun. And I look forward to seeing the... Uh, well, basically, we're going to be sharing more of these vampire pictures um, on the wedding industry group um, yes. over the over the coming days. So, um, yeah, if nothing else, you can en enjoy them and enjoy Jack's, I, I would say hard work, but... Jack's work. J Jack's work. It, it wasn't particularly hard, was it? Um, no. No. Jack's work. <laughs> See you next week, guys. <laughs> Thanks very much for watching. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.